Welcome back to the Patronus Pages. Today we will be doing a reading from our first original story, Shadows of the Unspeakable. I hope you enjoy. Chapter 2 The London morning was draped in a thick cloak of fog, the kind that whispered of secrets and hidden truths. Alex Mercer's footsteps echoed softly on the damp cobblestone as he made his way towards the Wand and Bean, a quaint coffee shop that served as a crossroads for the magical and non-magical worlds. His heart raced with a mixture of anticipation and anxiety. Harry Potter had not agreed to meet him. In fact, the legendary wizard had been quite clear through his secretary that he was not available for such discussions, but desperation and determination drove Alex forward. The veil in the Department of Mysteries was a mystery too vast, too deep to ignore, especially now with the echoes of Parseltongue still fresh in his mind. Pushing the door open, the bell chimed, cutting through the murmur of hushed conversations and the gentle clink of cups. Harry Potter was there, unmistakable even with his back turned, cloaked in the quiet anonymity that the early hours afforded. Alex approached, heart thudding against his ribs, rehearsing what he might say. Mr. Potter, Alex began his voice, betraying a hint of the nervous energy he felt. I apologise for this ambush. My name is Alex Mercer. I believe your secretary mentioned me. Harry turned, his expression a blend of mild surprise and the guarded weariness of a man who had seen too much. Recognition flickered in his eyes, and he nodded slightly. Ah, yes, the veil, Harry said, his voice low and even. I'm sorry, Mr. Mercer, but I'm not sure what help I can be. My experiences with the Vale are personal and not particularly enlightening on a scholarly level. Alex's hope deflated, but he pressed on, driven by the need for any fragment of insight. I understand, sir, but any detail could prove invaluable. My research... Harry held up a hand, a gentle but firm gesture. I'm truly sorry. The Vale is a subject I prefer not to delve into. It's a matter of deep magic, and the loss it represents is profound. Beyond that, I cannot help you. The finality in Harry's tone left no room for argument. Alex nodded, a mix of disappointment and respect colouring his response. Thank you for your time, Mr Potter. I appreciate it. As Alex stepped back into the foggy London morning, the weight of Harry's refusal sat heavily on him. Yet the resolve in his heart only grew stronger. The veil was a mystery wrapped in the enigma of death and the unknown, and he could not, would not, let it go. As the day wove its usual tapestry of tasks and trivialities at the Ministry, Alex felt the weight of his true mission press upon him with renewed urgency. The corridors of the Department of Mysteries, usually a source of endless fascination, now seemed to beckon him closer to the heart of his own enigma. It was against this backdrop of contemplation and intrigue that his mundane routine was abruptly pierced by an unexpected encounter. A figure materialised at the edge of his workspace, its silhouette cutting through the ambient noise and activity like a silent harbinger. As Alex raised his eyes, he was met with the visage of a man who seemed to embody the very essence of mystery, a wizard whose reputation was etched in whispers and shadows. Good day, Mr Mercer the stranger intoned, his voice carrying a depth that seemed to resonate with the hidden corners of the room. I am known to those who seek the secrets that lie in the darkness as Eldritch Blackmantle, a member of the Council of the Unspeakable. I look forward to your first presentation with the Council this week. 
The man before him stood tall, an imposing figure whose silver hair flowed like a river of moonlight, accentuating features that spoke of a lifetime dedicated to the pursuit of truths hidden from the common eye. His grey eyes, sharp and discerning, seemed to pierce through Alex, reading him as one would an open tome. It has also been brought to my attention, Eldritch continued, his gaze locking onto Alex with an intensity that bordered on the supernatural, that you are blessed with a gift of a very rare nature, the ability to converse with serpents, if I'm not mistaken. The moment the implication hung in the air, Alex's heart skipped a beat, and he instinctively glanced around, fearful that others might overhear. How could you possibly know that? Alex whispered, his voice barely a breath, laden with a mix of fear and disbelief. Eldritch offered a slight enigmatic smile, as if amused by Alex's reaction. Let's just say, certain. Energies cannot be concealed from those attuned to their presence. Your particular talent emits a resonance that is quite distinctive to those familiar with its kind. He leaned in closer, lowering his voice to a conspiratorial hush. You must understand, Mr. Mercer, that while your ability is indeed remarkable, it is also fraught with historical prejudice and misunderstanding. The shadows cast by the past are long and dark, and not everyone within our circles may view your gift through an unbiased lens. Alex felt a chill run down his spine at the man's words, the gravity of his situation suddenly becoming all too clear. Regarding the veil, Eldritch remarked thoughtfully, stepping back and adopting a tone of solemnity. Your path is intertwined with secrets and silence. It is imperative that you navigate this journey with caution and discretion. The legacy of Parseltongue, though unique, is often misunderstood, and secrecy may well be your best ally. With a final nod, a gesture that seemed to seal his warning within the walls of their conversation, Eldritch Blackmantle faded into the backdrop of the Ministry as effortlessly as he had appeared. Alex was left in the wake of his departure, his heart racing, and his mind awash with a torrent of questions and fears. The journey ahead, already shrouded in mystery, now loomed even larger, shadowed by the revelation of his rare gift and the admonitions of Eldritch Blackmantle. With Eldritch Blackmantle's foreboding words echoing in his mind, Alex felt a shroud of unease envelop him. The revelation of his parcel-tongue ability, even to a single soul within the sprawling ministry, felt like a breach in his personal fortress of solitude, a fortress he had carefully maintained amidst the sea of secrets and enigmas that was the Department of Mysteries. Gripping the tome that had been his recent source of intrigue and potential enlightenment, Alex resolved to seek refuge in the one place where the walls, he hoped, held no ears. The chamber that housed the veil. Navigating the labyrinthine corridors of the Ministry with a book clutched against his chest, Alex moved with a blend of haste and caution. The weight of the book seemed to ground him, a tangible connection to the quest for knowledge that had driven him into the heart of wizarding lore. Yet now... It also symbolised the vulnerability of his secret, a secret that had become entwined with the enigmatic veil itself. Upon reaching the chamber's entrance, a brief pause allowed Alex to gather his thoughts, a momentary ritual before stepping into the sanctum that held the veil. The door opened with a familiar ease, revealing the room that had become a focal point of his research and fascination. The veil stood as it always had, a silent sentinel at the room's heart, its ethereal fabric fluttering softly in an unfelt breeze. 
Stepping inside, Alex felt a peculiar sense of homecoming, a sensation swiftly overshadowed by the gravity of his recent encounter. What are you? He found himself whispering to the veil, not expecting an answer, but compelled by a mix of curiosity and a newfound apprehension. His words felt like an invocation, a lone voice seeking communion with the unknown. What secrets do you hold within your folds? What truths lie beyond your whispers? The veil remained silent, its enigmatic presence a vast well of mysteries unspoken. With a sigh, Alex turned from the artifact to settle at the nearby desk. The surface cluttered with the detritus of his ongoing quest for understanding. The tome was laid open, its pages a testament to his dedication, each word a step on the path to unveiling the veil's secrets. As he began to immerse himself in the research once more, a whisper seemed to breach the silence of the chamber. Well, what do you want to know exactly? The voice, if it could be called that, was neither here nor there, a suzeration that seemed to emanate from the veil itself, yet carried the weight of consciousness. Alex froze, his heart skipping a beat, the quill suspended in mid-air. The room, previously a cocoon of scholarly solitude, now pulsed with a palpable presence. The veil, silent for so long, now seemed to beckon him closer, its whispers a call to delve deeper into the abyss of knowledge. Alex's initial fear gave way to a burning curiosity, a desire to understand that transcended the warnings and the dangers. In this moment, the veil was not just an object of study, but a bridge to the unknown, offering answers to the questions that burned in his soul. With a newfound resolve, Alex leaned towards the veil, his voice steady. Everything, he whispered back. I want to know everything. The chamber held its breath. The veil and the man at its threshold, united in their quest for understanding, standing on the precipice of revelations untold. As Alex stood before the veil, the ethereal whispers, coalescing into a voice, sparked a connection that seemed to transcend the realms of the living and the departed. I am known as Magnus Buckthorn, the voice declared, its timbre rich with the wisdom of ages past. Once a teacher at Durmstrang, my journey was halted abruptly twenty-five years ago. The chamber, with its flickering shadows and the veil's constant, gentle undulation, seemed to close around Alex, creating an intimate space for this unprecedented dialogue. Magnus Buckthorn, Alex echoed, the name bridging him to the spectral figure tethered to the veil's mystery. As to this veil, Magnus continued, his voice a steady stream amidst the swirling uncertainties. It lies between the living and what comes after, a limbo, if you will. Yet I find myself bound to it, detained for reasons elusive even to me. Driven by a surge of curiosity, Alex ventured, but why are you, or any soul for that matter, trapped in such a state? What could possibly justify this limbo? A hush enveloped the room, the kind of silence that seemed laden with anticipation. It was then, in the midst of this profound stillness, that Alex realised the peculiarity of their communication. <sighs> How can I even hear you? How are we speaking? He pondered aloud, the question hanging between them like a spell, waiting to be broken. The answer, when it came, was tinged with a realisation equally surprising to both. I'm not entirely certain... Magnus admitted, a note of bewilderment in his voice. But it occurs to me we are conversing in parcel tongue at this moment, the magic inherent in that language. It seems to be piercing the veil between us. 
Alex's surprise mirrored the astonishment in Magnus's revelation. He hadn't even realised the words flowing from him were in the serpentine tongue, so natural had the exchange felt. The discovery that Parseltongue, a rare gift he had only recently come to terms with, could bridge the gap between life and death, between the veil's silence and its whispered secrets, was staggering. Why would Parseltongue allow us to communicate like this? Alex questioned, the implications of this newfound understanding dawning on him. The idea that a language, especially one so steeped in controversy and mystery, could connect the realms of the living and the dead was as bewildering as it was fascinating. Before Magnus could respond, a palpable shift occurred. The question of why his soul remained tethered seemed to touch upon a truth too vast or forbidden for words. The connection faltered the thread of conversation fraying as if brushed by an unseen force. Magus, can you still hear me? Alex called out, but the silence that followed was total, an impenetrable barrier reinstating itself between him and the voice of Magnus Buckthorn. Left alone in the chamber, surrounded by the weight of his unanswered questions and the veil's imposing mystery, Alex grappled with the reality of what had just transpired. The brief exchange had not only unveiled the potential of his Parseltongue ability to transcend boundaries he'd never imagined, but also underscored the profound depths of the mysteries the Veil guarded. As he stood there, the resonance of Magnus's voice fading into the echoes of the chamber, Alex realised the journey into the heart of these enigmas was only just beginning. After his attempts to reach Magnus again yielded no response, the silence around the veil became almost suffocating for Alex. The mysteries that lingered in the air, unanswered and opaque, pressed upon him with a weight that was both exhilarating and daunting. Leaving the enigmatic presence of the veil behind, Alex felt the urgency of sharing his discoveries with someone who could understand, someone who could perhaps help unravel the complexities of what he had experienced. Lena, with her keen insight and shared experiences within the Department of Mysteries, was the first person who came to mind. Deciding against any form of indirect communication, Alex sought a direct personal approach. The importance of the matter at hand demanded nothing less. Navigating the dimly lit corridors that connected the various chambers of the department, Alex found his way to the section where Lena was currently assigned. The Department of Mysteries was quieter in the evening, the usual hum of activity subsiding as the day's work came to an end. He found Lena engrossed in her research, surrounded by scattered parchments and ancient artefacts. Her dedication was apparent, a mirror to his own passion for unravelling the unknown. Lena, Alex called softly, not wanting to startle her in the midst of her concentration. Lena looked up her expression shifting from focused curiosity to concern upon seeing Alex. Alex, what's wrong? You look like you've stumbled upon a ghost, she said, her voice laced with worry. I, we need to talk, somewhere private, Alex implored, his eyes scanning the room for eavesdroppers. Can we meet at the Leaky Cauldron tonight? There's something important I need to discuss with you. Recognising the seriousness in his voice, Lena nodded without hesitation. Of course. I'll be there. What time? 8pm. And thank you, Lena, Alex replied, the weight of his secret making his heart heavy yet hopeful. We'll figure it out, Alex, whatever it is, Lena assured him. Her words a comfort in the thickening plot of mystery. 
The leaky cauldron, with its warm glow and the murmur of conversation, offered a stark contrast to the cold, silent halls of the Department of Mysteries. Alex had arrived early, choosing a secluded booth where the risk of being overheard was minimal. The wait for Lena felt interminable, his mind racing through the events he was about to disclose. When Lena arrived, her brow furrowed with concern, she found Alex seated, his posture tense with anticipation. Alex, you've had me worried sick. What's going on? she asked, sliding into the booth across from him. Taking a deep breath, Alex unfolded the story of his day. The eerie communication with the veil, the discovery of his ability to speak parcel-tongue through the veil, and his interaction with the mysterious voice of Magnus. Lena listened intently, her initial scepticism gradually giving way to a blend of astonishment and concern. This is incredible, Alex, communicating with someone through the veil. And with parcel-tongue. Are you certain? Lena pressed, trying to grasp the enormity of his revelation. Absolutely. It's as real as the both of us sitting here. I think parcel tongue might be the key. It has some connection with the veil, something people have overlooked since it's so rare, Alex explained, his belief unshaken despite the bizarre nature of his claims. Lena reached out, her touch a silent offer of support. We need to tread carefully, Alex. The veil is a mystery for a reason. But know this, you're not alone in this. We'll explore this together. Alex nodded, the solidarity in Lena's words bolstering his resolve. Thank you, Lena. Knowing I have you with me makes this less daunting. As their conversation flowed, Lena shifted the topic to a more personal note, her eyes sparkling with anticipation. Oh, before I forget, she interjected with a smile, I'm having a small gathering for my birthday next weekend near my family's home in Hogsmeade. I'd really love for you to come. Alex, momentarily taken aback by the invitation, felt a warm sense of inclusion. I'd be honoured to, he replied, the prospect of attending Lena's birthday, offering a pleasant distraction from the mysteries and pressures of their work. Thank you for inviting me. Their conversation then deepened. As they delved into theories and speculations, the night stretching on as they pieced together the fragments of this puzzle. As they parted, ways later, a newfound determination united them, a shared commitment to uncovering the truth behind Alex's mysterious connection with the veil. Walking home, Alex's mind was abuzz with excitement over the revelations about the veil and the upcoming visit to Hogsmeade for Lena's birthday. It was only then, in the quiet of the night, that he remembered his conversation with the enigmatic member of the council, Eldritch Blackmantle. The warning and the veiled threats Blackmantle had imparted weighed heavily on his mind, yet in the whirlwind of discussion with Lena, he had completely omitted this encounter. Reflecting on the gravity of Blackmantle's words, Alex realised that perhaps this was one piece of the puzzle he should keep to himself for now. The potential implications of Eldritch Blackmantle being aware of his unique abilities, and by extension the Council's potential interest, introduced a layer of complexity and danger that he wasn't ready to disclose, not even to Lena. This secret, he decided, was best kept under wraps until he could better understand the motivations of Blackmantle and the Council. Alex's solitary walk home became a time of reflection on the delicate balance of trust and caution a reminder of the intricate web of secrets and powers that defined the hidden world he was now navigating more deeply than ever. 
The next morning, Alex found himself standing in the quiet serenity of the garden that bordered the family home, a modest yet enchanting structure nestled in the heart of a secluded, wizarding community. The house, with its ivy-clad walls and windows that shimmered with a hint of magic, spoke of a life intertwined with the wonders and peculiarities of the magical world. As the morning sun cast a gentle light across the dew-laden flowers, the air was filled with the tranquil sound of nature and the distant hum of magic that seemed to permeate every brick and blade of grass. He turned and stepped back into the house, the warmth of the interior wrapping around him like a familiar cloak. The Mercer home was a tapestry of memories, each room echoing with laughter and whispers of days past. The walls were adorned with photographs that moved and smiled, chronicling the family's journey through the years. The living room, with its plush armchairs and the fireplace that always seemed to crackle with a comforting fire, was the heart of the home, inviting those who entered to shed their worries and bask in the glow of hearth and family. In the kitchen, the scent of freshly brewed coffee mingled with the earthy aroma of magical herbs, a testament to Elizabeth Mercer's prowess in potion-making and her penchant for a well-brewed cup of coffee. Elizabeth, with her kind eyes and hair that held streaks of silver and wisdom, moved about the kitchen with a grace that belied her years. She was the anchor of the Mercer family, her strength and love a guiding light for Alex and Michael alike. Good morning, Alex. Elizabeth greeted, her voice carrying the warmth of the sun that filtered through the windows. You're up early. Couldn't sleep? Alex approached, accepting the mug of coffee she offered. Morning, Mum. Yeah, just a lot on my mind, I guess. He admitted, taking a sip of the coffee, its rich flavour grounding him in the moment. Elizabeth studied him for a moment, her intuition honed by years of motherhood sensing his unease. Is everything okay at work? You've been different lately. He hesitated, the weight of the day ahead pressing down on him. I've got a big presentation at the Council of the Unspeakable this afternoon. It's a lot. Her expression softened and she reached out to place a reassuring hand on his. You'll do wonderfully, Alex. You always do. Just remember, no matter what happens, we're proud of you. Always. Gratitude washed over him and he managed a small smile. Thanks, Mum. I just don't want to let anyone down. You won't, she assured him, her confidence unshakable. Now finish your coffee, you don't want to be late. The Ministry of Magic loomed before him, as imposing and majestic as ever, its corridors bustling with activity. Alex navigated through the groups of witches and wizards, his mind a whirlwind of thoughts and preparations for the presentation. As he made his way towards the Department of Mysteries, he felt the familiar flutter of anticipation mixed with anxiety. His path inevitably crossed with Mr. Carrows, the man's stern countenance emerging from the crowd like a shadow taking form. Mercer? Mr. Carrows' voice cut through the din, commanding and cold. Make sure you're on time for the council at 3pm sharp. This presentation could very well define your career. I understand, sir, Alex replied, the seriousness of the situation settling in. Mr. Carrow gave him a long look, as if trying to gauge his resolve, before nodding curtly and disappearing back into the flow of ministry life. 
Finding solace in the familiar, Alex sought out Lena, whose presence had become a beacon of light amidst the shadows of his apprehension. I've been looking forward to your party, he mentioned, trying to steer the conversation towards a lighter topic amidst the weight of his upcoming presentation. Lena's eyes lit up with excitement. It's going to be a great escape from all this, she smiled, referring to the daily grind at the Ministry. I can't wait for you to join us in Hogsmeade. I'm holding it at the three broomsticks I've booked the whole back room, Lena shared, her eyes sparkling with excitement. Curiosity nudging him, Alex ventured to ask, What are you working on these days? Anything intriguing? Lena sighed, a glimmer of frustration in her eyes. I've been tasked with researching this peculiar stone, rumoured to allow wizards to communicate with the dead. Well, not bring them back to life, exactly, but to have conversations with spirits. Honestly, I'm not having much luck. It's mostly children's tales and baseless rumours. The evidence is elusive at best. Alex nodded, understanding the challenge. Sounds like a tough assignment. If there's anything I come across that might help, I'll let you know. Thanks, Alex. I could use all the help I can get, Lena replied, a grateful smile touching her lips. With the hour of his presentation drawing near, Alex excused himself to the library to gather and review some last-minute materials. The library of the Department of Mysteries was a vast, sprawling chamber filled with ancient tomes and scrolls, the air thick with the scent of parchment and whispered secrets of centuries. As he delved into his research, a conflict brewed within him. The conversation he had with the soul of Magnus Buckthorn, a teacher from Durmstrang long deceased within the Vale, offered groundbreaking insights into the mysteries he had been tasked to unravel. However, revealing this conversation meant exposing his ability to speak Parseltongue, a secret he had kept closely guarded. The ramifications of this revelation weighed heavily on him. The fear of being ostracized or worse, accused of harboring dark affiliations, clouded his judgment. Should I disclose everything at the council, he pondered, the pages of his notes blurring before his eyes. But how can I explain speaking with Magnus without revealing my Parseltongue ability? The dilemma tormented him, the library's silence amplifying the tumult within his heart. On one hand, his discovery could mark a significant advancement in their understanding of the veil. On the other, it could cast him into a maelstrom of suspicion and fear. As the clock ticked inexorably towards the hour of his presentation, Alex found himself at a crossroads, torn between the pursuit of knowledge and the preservation of his secret. The path he chose would not only define his future at the Ministry, but also the very essence of his identity within the magical community.